Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the True Achievements podcast. Uh, Rich is in the office, but he's busy with admin today, so it's just me and Jack today. How are you, Jack? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm great. Oh, it's, it's a lot fine. easier for the intros when there's one person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's jump straight into what we've been playing this week. So, Jack, you've actually played some games. Yeah, on your I, own. <laughs> I, yeah I know. I thought... Uh, have a bit of a change and actually right. uh, play something. So last Saturday I decided to jump onto Refunct, which is something I bought ages and ages ago. It's only a couple of quid, but I just never had the time to play, which is stupid because it's like a four-minute completion. <laughs> really. But um, this is the little platformer one where you're hopping around the world and you've got to push different switches and you push one switch, another bit of a level or rise up out of some water and reveal another switch. It's basically repeat that until you hit the final gold switch. Um, a couple of simple objectives, like touch every piece of land in it, and when, when you touch the land, it changes to a different colour. There's some cubes to collect. Um, the entire game, though, there's an achievement for specifically completing it in under four minutes. So I went for that achievement. First of all, I just kind of practised um, all the level until I could do it in under four minutes. It only took about... Maybe 15 to 20 minutes of prep, kind of learning a level. How did you uh, find that? Uh, not too bad. There's a really good there's a, there's a good guide up, but I'd say you wouldn't really need a guide. It's just kind of re-attempting it over and over again and trying to get as far as possible, as fast as possible. And then if you mess up, just keep going and learn the level. But there is a video guide up the, on TA. I, I use that guide just to kind of learn the route. Okay. And then um, once I'd got the route because some of them you like like the, the way they like beams aren't they that shine up yeah. in the sky and some of them you can't really see that well because it's like sunlight behind it yeah it's either sunlight behind or it's too far away and those were the only ones i found confusing um apart from the uh, beam that was sticking up between two blocks and you had to actually yeah, dive underwater yeah i did yeah. that one I jump onto the top of those two blocks every time and think, bugger, I should have gone down. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing that kept messing me up doing that four minute run was, you know, the the very last one, the yellow one, uh-huh. you have to kind of hop back and forward between two pillars, don't yes. you? But they're on an angle. And if you kind of, if you miss it slightly, you, you fall off. It. And that, mm-hmm. I did that a few times. I found the jumping pretty um, forgiving though. In the sense that you, even though you're jumping at an angle at some point between two objects, if you just kind of glanced the side of a wall, so you were parallel to the wall, you could still jump forward off that. Um, Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, for a couple of quid, I'm not complaining. It was kind of a simplified mirror's edge for me, if that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pretty cool. Then I uh, jumped onto Slime Rancher, which is one of the recent games of gold titles. That's actually pretty fun as well. A lot better than I thought it'd be. From Richie's description. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it is, it's pretty much how he described it. You've got a gun, you can suck slimes up, and you've got to put them in cages and try and make as much cash as possible by either combining slimes or doing other stuff. But it's, uh, yeah, pretty fun. Definitely worth a look. And it doesn't look like it's going to be too bad a completion, to be honest. There's a couple of kind of grindy achievements that are going to take a little bit of time and a little bit of effort, but um, there's an achievement for earning 50,000 money in five days or whatever. 
that seems pretty simple though there's some good tactics in solutions people have posted how to earn good money quick or quick right. m- quick money good <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, i'll just have a quick shoot through i i've I, I bowed out of Leapfrog this week. Okay. Did you bow out of a start of a week or just part way through? Uh, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I, I basically, I had achievements lined up and then I thought, no, it was Tuesday actually. So I've been playing Agents of Mayhem for review. I'll talk about that in a sec. But I thought, right, some of these achievements are quite high ratios now, but they weren't up to you know the, the level required. So I thought once a few people jump on on Tuesday to play it, when it comes out in America, those those ratios will rise. But unfortunately, they didn't rise quick enough in time for me to to do it. And then I was I was too busy playing that because I had to play it. So rather than starting uh, like an update in Minecraft, or something, I thought I'd do that. But um, for that, I did one in Payday. That was quite easy. A um, little bit of Rocket League. I did that. The latest title update—that's quite easy. You, the, probably the, the longest one for me because I haven't played it for so long was you got to get thirty goals or assists, but you got to do it in actual online proper matches. Oh, okay. So it, that took—I don't know—probably a, a couple of hours because I haven't played it for that long and I kept jumping past the ball, <laughs> over the ball, under the ball constantly. But two v two is the way to go if you do that. You get—it's quite easy. You can get kickoff goals and stuff like that. So I also played Injustice 2. If you haven't played it, a lot of these achievements, even though it's a fighting game, I'm not great at them, are really simple. There's probably about... I got 26 this week, and I think all of them were for doing... You have to do like end a match in a particular way, certain move. Some of them take a little bit of practice, because I'm not great, and you got to get the timing you know, down to like forward back X and stuff like that, and you got to end it like that, so if you mess up... Then you got to start the match again, but 26 or 400 games got, and there's also quite a lot of it. You can just kind of leave the game playing. There's like AI mode, and it just does stuff like I unlocked one achievement. The AI finished a match in one way, and I got an achievement. I was like, oh, thanks. So just left that playing. Uh, and then the big game this week, Agents of Mayhem. It's from the same people who made Saints Row. It's not Saints Row, but it's set in the same universe, so a lot of the stuff kind of reminds you of Saints Row, you know, little references and things, and some of the, the ways that they've done things in, in games with, like, characters and level design and some of the humour and stuff is very Saints Row. It's an open-world game, and you have 12 characters that you can choose from, and you put them into squads of three. So and then you can switch between any of those three characters at any point, just like I know if you switch out, say one's getting damaged, like losing health, you can switch to another character and then that'll kind of start to heal on its own, like in the background. Okay. Um and do the characters have um are they kind of different classes, like you'll have a tank character or like somebody who's of. good at healing or it's there's nothing to there's no like healing and stuff, but it is it's kind of it's RPG light in the way that kind of Borderlands is, you know, where you get you can kind of specialize. Yeah, you, you, you the, each character's got like a, a specific set of unlocks. So there's not lo- loads, and then I think you've got three special abilities, and then you get three choices that kind of unlock as you play with that character for each of them. So there's not a huge range of choice, you know, to 
on how to customize them. Um, they've all got just like one gun. It's not like you can pick up different guns or anything like that. But it's, it's quite fun, you know, combining some of the, like the, the way, like some of them will be quite nimble. Some there's one character who's like got a sword, so she's all melee. Um, some are a bit, like you say, a bit tanky. So, and they might be a bit more damaged, but they're a bit slower and stuff like that. So, it's quite fun, you know, building these squads together, of putting three together, of kind of yeah. to get the best out of it. And do you have to put three unique people together, or could you put like yeah. three of a tanky? Okay. No, it's three unique, but it's good but the mission structure is quite boring <laughs> they've got like these layers that they called in the game which are basically dungeons and the vast majority of missions are just you you go to the it's, it's annoying you go to the mission checkpoint to start it then it'll have you drive across the map to somewhere else scan an area to find how to get into this lair go in clear out the dungeon come out the other side and they do that quite often, and they like doing, you know, the um, the thing where video games after everything has to be done in threes. Yep. So every boss fight, you know, these these kind of three parts to it. Every thing you do in these in threes, it's quite annoying. Three races, three of this, three of that. So it, it gets a little bit samey, a little bit boring, but it's fun. That I suppose that's the main thing. If you're not too bothered about story and you don't mind doing a bit of repetitive kind of stuff, it, it is fun. Just it's uh, special abilities are stuff, explosions going off everywhere and big guns and stuff. The, 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 the aim of the game is just to kill. Like there's there's a, a part of the game that you're playing as one character, and the whole point of it, and like the, the <laughs> it gives you like you know instructions for what you have to do, and it just says kill effing. Enemies or something like that. Kill enemies. <laughs> it's just loads of stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's alright. It's probably my review's gonna go out late today, I think if Mark checks it, I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. Um just purely because it, it's it if you can look past the lack of story. I mean there is a story but it's not great. If you can look past that and the repetitiveness then the main thing is it's fun. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. So it sounds like a kind of a different take on Saints Row, I suppose. With yeah, I mean, if you, if you played Saints Row, you'll recognise much of it instantly. You know, like the the way stuff's laid out in the world and mm. how to start missions and yeah, all and that it, kind of thing. you were saying it's set in the same universe as well, which is pretty uh, weird. You don't usually see that, I suppose, but it's set kind of like really far in the future. Um, and I, I can't, do you know? I'm, I can't remember. I've played Saints three and four, and I'm pretty certain one of the characters is actually in this. I think one of the guys called Kingpin. I'm certain he was in the earlier Saints rows. Like, so I th- I th- there is some crossover, and even you always have like um, a character who's in like the the base who's kind of you know talking to you throughout, and that's happening in here, and she's very kind of similar to the one that was in Saints three and four. Mm, and, so and that's interesting. Just, Might have to look into that one. Yeah, it's, does it's, it have? It's, um, is it all offline? Yeah, it's it's all single player. There is some. It's quite interesting. There's some. Um, they call contracts, connected contracts. So I give you a task, like um, kill twenty five of this type of boss, twenty five of this, and t- do ten other things. 
and if you start them, you can kind of do it with other people. So if you start that contract, it'll show for other people and they can just join in, you know, to help you get those 25 and stuff. So there's, there's an element of sort of like online stuff, but nothing actual proper multiplayer. That's it for Agents of Mayhem. Uh, check out the site later on today, hopefully, if not tomorrow, for the review. Uh, we've done some streams as well, Jack. Yeah, we have. So we've streamed, we've done two two-hour streams this week. Uh, first set on Tuesday, we streamed, to start with, Grid Retro Enhanced. And I was super confused because I saw the word Grid in the title and thought, oh, it's a racing game. Cody's <laughs> have uh, turned out another Grid game. Yeah. yeah, It definitely was not. <laughs> so this is kind of a very... Um, the style of it was incredible. It was uh, kind of like an 80s style everything. It looked like you're playing like a CRT screen, but in a good way, not in kind of a rubbishy way. Uh, you fly a little ship. It's kind of on rails, so if you weren't pushing any buttons on the controller, you'd just fly down as kind of a set path, but you can control um, where you actually are on the screen. And you've got to shoot enemies, and that's pretty much it. But the thing that makes it a little bit unique is um, everything's kind of set within a computer and you're like doing crazy 80s hacking I suppose and it's like you've got to protect the firewall or like um, get past the AI the artificial intelligence face that appears at random points uh, it gets progressively harder as you go through you'll get to some sections where you have to shoot a kind of a spinning pyramid in the middle and when you shoot one of the sides of it it then spawns some collectibles on the track and if you can collect all of them you then get one part of the code and if you can repeat that another two times you'll get an extra life so right. when you do die later on uh, inevitably for me anyway <laughs> when, when you do die if you do die later on uh, you can respawn which is great because it's a single life run. So if you lose all your health, that's it. Wow. Um, you can pick up shields and you do get power-ups as you're going through. So you start off with just shooting single bullets. Then you can get a double bullet power-up and a triple bullet. And I think I saw a quad bullet at one point, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, as you pick up those power-ups, so if you take a hit, um, it'll decrease the power-ups. So if you've got a triple shot, take a hit, you're down back down to a double shot. Obviously way less effective at that point. Um, loads of different kind of things happening, loads of different styles of enemies. So we had um, this weird kind of snake thing with a hand at the end and it looked like it had olives on each of the fingers. And you had to take those out first, then the kind of different segments of the snake's bodies would spin around. And when they spun around and were yellow, you could then damage those. But if you shot them when they weren't spun around, the bullets would reflect or... Um, ricochet backwards and actually damage you <laughs> which made it super tricky but it was, it was really good fun though um i think you would enjoy it based on your aero success i was um i came sort of like back midpoint through the stream to watch it mm -hmm. and it looked difficult like it, mm. it just looked like a lot of stuff going on on the screen like but do you know there was a bit i saw where these like purple I don't know, frames, I suppose you'd call them, kind of spinning, rotating around oh, the track. Like if you hit lasers, them, they, yeah. Yeah, did they damage you? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, they damage you as well. So you had to feed yourself through these lasers. But the the more difficult thing about that, if you were flying straight down a track and they were just in front of you, it'd be fine. But it was kind of billboarding your perspective and rotating that as you were flying through them. So everything wasn't kind of square to the (laughs) television. And that made it ultimately more difficult. And there are some really difficult achievements as well. Uh, we ended up getting seven of the achievements for 145 gamer score, but there are achievements for finishing it without uh, dying, I believe, and finishing it without picking up power-ups or shields, which is going to be difficult. Very, very difficult. So kudos yeah. to anybody that can do that. It sounds difficult. Uh, three people have completed it so far. It was, it was good, though. good fun. Then we moved on to Vostok Inc. And this reminded me um, a little bit of Clicker Heroes, but it's kind of half Clicker Heroes. It's if Clicker Heroes, without the clicking, if that makes sense, <laughs> met a twin stick shooter. <laughs> uh, so um, this is described as Wolf of Wall Street of Space with lasers. Uh, on the store page, which is pretty funny. Uh, you play a little spaceship, though, and you fly around. Enemies appear, and you can use the right stick to shoot at them. But there are also planets. If you get close to a planet, you can then push A to land on the planet. And at that point, it becomes kind of Clicker Heroes-esque. And you can buy different buildings for the planet, which get you moolah, which is the currency in the game. Uh, so you can land on a planet and put 10 mines down and then that increases the amount of moolah that planet is going to be generating for you then you can exit the planet go off fight some enemies come back to it and collect the moolah that's generated for you you can then go and spend the moolah on uh, new upgrades for your ship new weapons um, add extra guns to the ship and just all sorts of things Um, I think eventually you can buy a wormhole which allows you to skip to another galaxy so you initially start off in Sol, which is our um, solar system and so you've got all the different planets we can land on and it's accurate because pluto isn't there which is good uh, <laughs> what about uranus uh yeah that's definitely there did a lot of a uh, lot of exploring of that uh <laughs> no um it, it was good fun though it was interesting very interesting i don't know if it's like Click heroes in respect, you go offline and then you come back and it's kind of done stuff in the background while you've been away and figures out what money you should have earned. Um, but it was it was good fun though. And there were also um, another point which made it even more like a twin stick shooter. Uh, you'd have, uh, occasionally get detector drones that would spot you and if you didn't kill them quick enough, the screen would um, suddenly kind of checkerboard. You'd have... Um, uh, it kind of lock you down to the current screen you were on and you'd get waves of enemies that spawn and if you took them all out then uh, after that finish it'd kind of explode in uh, like a fountain of money I suppose you could collect a load of moolah from that um, we played the first solar system we managed to land on all the planets get a couple of achievements we got two achievements for 30 gamer score looks like it's going to be quite long-winded to uh, do it all but a lot of it's just waiting for your money to accumulate and spending it on what you need to right um it was, it was pretty good though i'd definitely uh give it a try if um 
if you enjoyed Clicker Heroes, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though. Then on Thursday, we moved on to another two titles. Mr. Shifty was the first one. And this is a top-down game. You're playing a character that can kind of punch and hit with melee. And you can also use the shoulder button RB to shift forward. And the shift kind of jumps you, um, it teleports you kind of two meters forward in the direction you're facing. You can teleport through walls and stuff like that, which makes it pretty interesting. Uh, the main concept of the game, though, you're, it's a little bit like the film The Raid. You're starting at the bottom of a building and you're working up through the floors of the building to try and get to, I assume, the kind of crime boss or kingpin at the top. Uh, we didn't get that far. Uh, it's interesting they're really good fun you have five shifts that you can use in quick succession um so you've got to kind of be shifting around to avoid the enemy's line of sight you're very weak in terms of health so a couple of bullet shots and you'll die that's it so you've got to use the shift ability effectively um there are kind of doors in it that block the view of the enemies but if you walk up to the door and push x you can then punch the door off the hinges that'll fly and hit the enemy and just loads of different stuff to kind of interact with loads of different weapons. You could pick up mugs and keyboards to use as weapons. Um, it's just really a really different style. Something I can't can't really say I've played anything like it before. It was uh, it was good fun though. Quite difficult, quite tricky. Uh, as an achievement for finishing the game in beating the developer's time, which I think is an hour and 19... one hour and 19 minutes. Uh, do you think that'd be achievable? I think that'd be pretty tough to do. It'd definitely take a lot of learning. Right. Um, we got... We didn't even finish the first act, and we played for an hour. Okay. So, and there are three acts in the game, from what I can tell. There's, there was an achievement for B act, one B act, two, and then one for finish the game. So... I think it would be a bit of a tall order. You did seem to be spending a lot of time just throwing whatever they were. I don't try didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> one of the ranged weapons of the game was a trident, and if you picked that up, you could throw it, and that would kind of pin enemies to a wall. Um, that was basically an insta-kill on anything, which was amazing, but you had to have the trident, and then you had to go retrieve the trident, which was the trickier thing. So I was just running around spamming tridents at people. That was my uh, my forte by the end of the hour. Uh, it was amazing. It was good fun. Definitely good fun. And then, so in that we got six achievements for 300 gamer score. So the achievements weren't were nice and spread out. It was all not... Um, achievements seemed to... Uh, they didn't come thick and fast, but they it felt like you are making progress towards them as you were playing, which was good. 300's not bad for an hour. Yeah. And then we moved on to Oh Sir, the Insult Simulator. Which was interesting. <laughs> Polite. <laughs> yeah. So this is as the name suggests, an insult simulator. It puts you in a scenario, it pits you against either a human, I'm not too sure if that was local only, I'm going to kind of assume it was, or an artificial intelligence. And you basically, it's back and forth, and there's a bunch of words in the middle of the screen, and you get to pick one, then the opponent picks one, 
and you've got to try and build the best insult up. If you don't use correct grammar, you it kind of the insult doesn't work and you lose points. And both of the players have health. And the better your insult is, the more damage it will do to the other person. And you've got to try and take off all of their health to start with. You could go here, there's a quick insult mode. Uh, there's a tournament mode, which was kind of five opponents after the after each other. Uh, the tournament mode seemed to parody or echo or copy, I suppose, um, some kind of key points from different films. Uh, like the first one was the Monty Python dead parrot sketch. Uh, so you were chatting to a guy in a pet shop and he had sold you a Norwegian blue, which died. Um, and you were trying to insult him and if you won the insult then he'd sell you another bird or whatever. Uh, it was... It was quite funny at points, but it became very repetitive very quickly. And I would have preferred if it was kind of an instant insult mode, because each insult, it, it took a while to build up anyway, but you had to kind of wait for your opponent to pick stuff, and that took time, and they could occasionally drink tea. So you also had to... Um, <laughs> two insults on the shoulder <laughs> buttons and you could use those to supplement what you were building up uh, but my tactic was to use as many words from the middle as possible to start with and then try and supplement it with one of my own because my opponent couldn't use the shoulder button insults they had their own and then you could reset your shoulder button insults by drinking tea with x and as soon as your insults ready you push b and your character kind of shouts at the other person and it takes off their health but the actual the audio of the insults was very weird as well it was like, um, you know, Windows Narrator. <laughs> it was just kind of broken words. They'd obviously recorded each word and then just strung them together. It just felt off. Like sometimes it'd go from like a high tone to a low tone and it felt very like broken English, really. Um, it was interesting. Though. It was honestly a little bit better than I thought it'd be. But it was still... <laughs> not great not not great but it's also this is a big win for a lot of people it's it's only I think two quid yeah something. so two pounds for a thousand gamer score that isn't too bad and the achievements themselves weren't overly difficult there's you're just relying on a bit of luck there's an achievement for getting or a couple of achievements for getting key phrases or chaining um, specific phrases together You've obviously just got to wait for those phrases to appear and hope your opponent doesn't take half of it before you can use it. But in the hour, we managed two achievements for 100 gamer score. Not bad. But yeah, not too bad. I've just had a quick look. It's about 20% of people have completed it so far. So Okay. That's, doable. Yeah, definitely doable. All right. So that's what we've been playing this week. Uh, next week, no streams because uh, we're at Gamescom and Jack's having a chilled week. Chilled <laughs> week back in the office. Yeah. Yeah. Sat in his undies eating Doritos or something, I think. That's uh, standard. Standard. Day. We do that every day. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to regular news. So just a reminder this week, if you haven't done so already, Trials Fusion, which I know Jack will highly recommend... Oh, best game. Uh, game <laughs> Red, Red Faction, Armageddon are now free with Games with Gold. 
uh, there'll be a link in the show notes. Just go and download those games for nothing if you're a gold member. Um, I, did, I haven't played that Red Faction. I might give it a go. I played the... What was the other one? Gorilla, was it? Yeah, I think this is totally different from that. All right, I might leave it then. I think, <laughs> I think this is a bit more linear, and I think Gorilla was kind of sandbox open world, wasn't yeah. it? Could yeah. Break down any cool. wall and stuff like that. But Trials, I might give it a go, so you can laugh at me. I, I've attempted it once, and I don't think I, I, I struggled getting over the first bit. So I was like, oh, oh. Trials, Trials is great. It's difficult to, to start with, but I mean, once you've put couple of hundred hours in you'll be as good as me (laughs) Um. maybe (laughs) Um, sad news this week crackdown 3 has been delayed into 2018 so this was originally announced at e3 as a a launch title with the xbox one x it was coming out the same day um it from the comment it sounds like they're just trying to polish it or maybe change the game completely i'm not sure but phil spencer's tweeted out saying like he he wants to ship it as a good game so there's obviously some issues there yeah i think they've definitely made the right move if that's for reason um i just saw some very funny comments online about this phone saying lots of people complained to e3 when they initially played it because it didn't kind of look or play as well as they expected it to and now people are complaining when they've delayed it to improve on those (laughs) so you can't win can you really it's it's hard to obviously if it's coming out with the xbox one x it was going to have some 4k kind of upgrades uh, the, what they were showing at E3, you know, the demos people were playing and stuff were 4K. But obviously you only get it through like a stream on your TV. Yeah, and you get a condensed version of it. Yeah. And it didn't look great. Like it, Saints Row's got that, uh, sorry, Saints Row, Agents of Mayhem's got that kind of cel-shaded, cartoony kind of look, which is fine, that's an art style. And I think Crackdown looked like that, but it just didn't look great. Yeah, I think it's always going to be potentially trickier with that art style to make something look great because oh, I, yeah. it limits it in a way I never ever things they could do but I would agree from what like the screenshots and stuff I saw it it looked like kind of a a good Xbox one game yeah it didn't look like they were pushing boundaries or anything and with the amount of time it's been in the work I imagine oh, wow. it's a little bit like Duke Nukem forever at this point <laughs> and they've got to the end of it and thought oh no technology's moved on let's restart back to the drawing board i saw a lot of people uh, saying that the cloud stuff appears to have disappeared from what i gather this year at e3 they only showed the single player sort of parts of the game interesting so the which... cloud stuff was it was the explosions and kind of offloading the processing power to the cloud wasn't it to make the yeah environments and cities more destructible um interestingly the delay that i saw of a, or some post on another site said that they'd um, they wanted more time to work on the cloud gin which i assume is what they're calling their right. cloud engine yeah kind of combined the words so definitely seems like that is one of the points of impact for this but it's um not great and they've got like um a bit of a rep at the moment aren't the xbox for yeah, well, they had Scalebound last year. Well, they haven't cancelled this yet, but yeah, you never yet. know. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're announcing at Gamescom, that thing that they haven't done for a couple of years. Phil Spencer said, yeah, we did something different at this year's Gamescom. Crackdown is no more. <laughs> oh, yeah, could be. 
Yeah, it's um, it's a shame. I think it's um, this actually links onto one of the questions, so probably may as well talk about that now. But BX Latino Heat asked, "Will the X uh, will the Xbox overcome the burden of Crackdown Three being delayed right before the upcoming launch date for the Xbox One X?" I think it probably will impact it a little bit, but not not greatly. Yeah. Um, it, it's a shame because it was almost a callback to the original Xbox, and I think Crackdown One was either a launch title or very close to yeah, early on, yeah. on that. So it almost would have been like reliving that era. It's like our oh, new console and new Crackdown game. It's the the thing for me is that I don't think it'll. Right, there's going to be people who are going to buy the X just because they want the latest stuff. That they're going to get it regardless of what games are on it. Um, for me, it's still going to run. I, w- I wouldn't have bought Crackdown anyway. I don't think it doesn't. I just I've not played the other ones, so I had no interest in it. Um, to me, I'm getting it for the games that I'm going to be playing. You know, like that are going to be better on it, like the battlefields and the Call of Duties and Fords is going to be still be good. Um, but it's a bit weird how the what they're going to actually advertise at the time of release because a lot of the third-party games that come out at that time, PlayStation's got all the marketing rights for, so they can't go Call of Duty on it and, you know, Destiny and what... So they can't, they're limited so a lot, really, because there's only Forza. Yeah, I mean, they, they can't really do a Cuphead bundle, can they? No. <laughs> Cuphead might never come out. They might delay that as well. Maybe that's that 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 <laughs> Obviously, there could be something at Gamescom gets announced. We don't. I'm hoping there is because the, the the lineup for this year is threadbare now for exclusives. For I think I read yesterday it's pretty much Halo Wars two and Forza Motorsport seven. Yeah, is yeah. like the big. It's very slim on the ground for a console it. launch, isn't it? Especially yeah. exclusives. I mean, I it's, know, it's not a launch, is it? So it doesn't really... I mean, they could bundle in, do you know, like say that they do, I don't know what other games are getting, do you know, 4K upgrades, but they could say like Halo 5 if that gets an upgrade. It's it's just and weird, isn't it? It's bizarre that. because for every other console launch, it's always been these games won't work on the old one. So it's yeah. kind of, they've had to have something there and then on it. But this time it's kind of like, here's a console, but everything else you've had will work on it. Yeah. So you've I mean, already got this massive library of games that you've got access to and can play on there, but it's if you can actually go back and play them. And if a 4K update comes out, you're probably more inclined to because you want to see the differences, see what they've improved, see yeah. how it plays. But you're not going to go back and like boot up like Plants vs. Zombies or Peggle. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, wow, well, these graphics. I mean, they, they've. I don't know what games they've got. Because at FIFA, they don't seem everything I've seen for FIFA now is PS4. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Hopefully, there is something, even if it's a timed exclusive, you know, like a big AAA game or something that that they could use just to kind of use as some kind of bundle. But as a whole, the actual first party stuff's pretty disappointing. I've got to say. Alright, moving on to another first party game, Gears of War 4 and um, the chess candy achievement requirements are going to be altered so the chess candy is for earning uh, one of every type of ribbon in the game 
and if you played other gears games it's ribbons for everything you know getting nemesis kills killing a particular way doing well in this doing well in that um there's three of them that were kind of you couldn't really control getting them because it depended on do you know what the other player was doing at the time? And they said it's not really fair. So they've removed those three ribbons. They are Ole for grenade tagger bayonet charging enemy. Not today. Revived every member of your team in a single round of execution war or war zone. And smorgasbord killed an enemy with an each weapon in arms race. So those three are gone. It's going to make it slightly easier to get all those ribbons, but it's still going to be a bit of a job and and then obviously that'll change the requirements a little bit for seriously 4.0 but mm -hmm. it's not really going to matter too much considering all the work you're going to be doing anyway it looks like they're going to make it while well, they've made that slightly easier it, they've also made it a bit more difficult uh, the story says however a matchmaking update will also prevent players from selecting a region from the main <laughs> menu eliminating the possibility to boost on less populated uh, areas That's, uh, every game you're doing it it's always go to South Asia servers. Yeah. Uh, Japan servers. That's Titanfall, wasn't it? That's Halo 3. Uh, oh well. NBA 2K18, they've announced it's going to get a, another prelude, which is going to release on September the 8th. It's a, it, they've said it's like a standalone download thing. No, I presume it's going to have achievements and everything like last year's did. Hopefully it did. Oh, hopefully it does, sorry. Um, if it's the same as last year, I'll be all over it. What was it, a thousand in an a hour? A thousand game of scoring under an hour. Yeah. yeah. Plus you get to use your, the character creator again and... Oh, make the worst character possible. Do your crazy three-point shots when you're meant to dribble and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that free download. Hopefully a thousand game of score excited but saying that um, the other day I saw NBA Live which is EA versions they announced like a similar thing but that was just a demo it wasn't no, there wasn't any game score attached okay so. so they actually said it was a demo hmm interesting yeah I think this one's different because this uh, this allows you to kind of prep your player and get ready for it and earn a little bit of kind of experience and it's it's almost like a demo but I I haven't seen a demo where it's allowed you to kind of build a character and then transition that into the main game. Yes, it's a good idea, isn't so, it? But they're probably getting really skewed figures. They probably saw that like 10 million <laughs> people played that on PS4 and Steam and yeah. <laughs> Xbox and everybody didn't realise it. Was oh, just wow, this is going to be really popular. We're going to make millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But never mind. September's playlist voting is open now. The... Choices are Dark Souls, Mafia 3, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, and Need for Speed, the reboot. That is a big mix of games. But yeah, what what would you go for on that, Jack? Uh, Mirror's Edge. One of my favourite games. I voted for Mafia 3 just because I've got it and I need to play more of it. I kind of stopped it when everything was coming out last year. I've got a catalyst in EA Access as well, so I can join in this month. I think the general consensus, especially from the comments in the thread so far, seems to be a lot of people opting for Dark Souls. So. Ooh, I just wouldn't go near that. <laughs> yeah, that's a very tricky game. Yeah. Um, it, you can make it a lot easier, though. Um, if you know people with 
items and stuff, they can transfer items to you, which is good. They can trade items in the game. But you've got to be within so many levels of them, it's a bit of a pain to set up, but it can make it a lot easier. Okay. Uh, next bit. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, episode three, has been dated. It's coming out on August the 22nd. I actually read in the comments that... Um, the Windows 10 version of the game, Episode 3, I don't know why it's come out early on there. So if you've got with the Windows 10 version, you can play Episode 3 now. But August 22nd, looking forward to going back into that, trying that. And then that's it really for the main news. Obviously, it's Gamescom next week, so I think a lot of stuff's getting held back. On to Back and Back. Yeah, we've had a couple of games, a couple plus one. Um... Uh, we had two games on Tuesday. We had Mogo Rising Revengeance and Scream Ride. Both go back and pat. Uh, Scream Ride already has an Xbox One release with a different list, or with the same list but stackable. Um, but you can now play the 360 version as well, on the one if you want to. Then on Thursday, we had Battlefield Bad Company hit, which is pretty yes. cool. A lot of people That's were excited about that. only back one. and pat at the moment. It's not in the EA vault, is it? I don't think so, no. That is. So, have you played Battle uh, Bad Company? It's such a good game. I haven't. No, this is kind of making me tempted to jump into oh, it. It's, it's basically it's Battlefield, but you know that they always go for like this really kind of straight laced campaign, and it's always a bit dull. Battlefield One was probably the first Battlefield campaign that I enjoyed. Um, Bad Company is just like four characters who are really funny together it's just really amusing the whole it's such a good game it's battlefield but funny and not taking itself too seriously okay that sounds interesting and 200 hours to complete though yeah that's what puts me off <laughs> it's got the, the bad thing about the game is it's got um i think it's like medals online and you have to earn one of all of them and that's yeah quite a grind but uh, maybe if you don't want to do that there's uh Bad Company 2 is easier to complete, and that's that's a good game. But yeah, check that out on Back and Pat. All right, questions we got absolutely loads this week, and we've kind of pushed for time, so we've cut it down a bit. Question of the week is from Christian Brindley. He asked, with the Xbox One being out now for almost five years, has there has there been a huge dip in 360 achievements earned, or is it staying quite steady? So we went off and got some stats for this uh, very quickly for the pod, and it's very interesting actually. So 2013, we had 87 million. Uh, this is obviously all based on true achievements data. Uh, so this is just for members of our site, people being scanned on our site. Uh, so we tracked 87 million Xbox 360 unlocks and 6.5 million Xbox One unlocks. But the Xbox One only came out in November of that year. Yeah. And 2014, it was pretty much even. We had 53 million Xbox 360 achievements and 54 million Xbox One achievements. And since 2015, there's been a plummet on Xbox 360 achievements. So 2015, we had 97 million Xbox One and 25 million Xbox 360. Some massive divers, like yeah. a quarter of the uh, 
Yeah. In 2016, we had 90 million Xbox One achievements and 15 million Xbox 360 achievements. And this year so far, we've had 51 million Xbox One achievements and about 8 million Xbox 360. So I imagine quite a few of them are back compat games as well. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine they would be. Mm. That's not so something I looked into. There's not a lot going on. When was the last game? So, I mean, you get the odd one, don't you? Like a sports game will bring out a, yeah, well, a 360, but there's not many coming out now. No, I think it's going to be sports and dancing games, and that's about it. <laughs> Until the console dies. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you for that question, Christian. I'll get in touch on Twitter and we'll send you a game code. Uh, next question is from Sophie. She asked, sorry if this has been asked before, apparently Xbox are increasing the amount of pins on the homepage from 20 to 40. Do you think that's necessary? Oh. Sorry, Sophie. We'll get back to that. Uh, so this week we're going to give away a code for Tokyo 42. I don't think we've played that one on stream, have we, Jack? Uh, I think Rich might have played this one solo on stream. Yeah, this cool. is one that involved um, it was like an isometric um, city you were looking down on and you were playing an assassin I think right okay oh yeah I think I remember him streaming it now yeah yeah. right okay so the, I'm going to give the first part away again now and then the second part later on so the first part is PPQFT 4XFCD pmc 9 uh, and then carry on listening for the second part. All right, so back to the question from Sophie. Uh, basically, the increasing the number of pins from 20 to 40, do you think it's necessary? Any opinion, Jack? Uh, to be honest, this doesn't really affect me because I don't use the pins. I tend to kind of play a couple of things at once, and they're usually in my recently kind of played list. You know, when you push for, especially on a new dash anyway, you can push for dash button, can't you? And you get a like five games or whatever you've been playing recently so that's my kind of pins in a sense um i do pin the odd thing but it's never more than 20 things so um it's but more is always better so if people are pinning a lot and they can help them out by allowing them to pin more things that's good I was a bit annoyed when they took them away in the new dash. Like it wound me up. Like I, I'm similar to you. Most of the time, the games I want to play are kind of in my latest, you know, played list. But obviously, I've got kids and stuff who use my Xbox as well. So stuff like I've got in the front room, I've got me Sky TV going through it. So like to get to TV that I'd quite often vanish from recent. So having stuff like that pinned was handy. Netflix stuff like that just easier. I don't make a great deal of use for it, but I think I'd, I'd want them back again just so I can see them all and there if I need them. I'd rather have the choice of using them than taken away. Uh, Will, our main man, Batman, Bruce Wayne, asked, what panel at Gamescom are you most excited for and why? We've got so many things booked in this year. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I think you got more things booked than last year and less people going. That's so, uh, a bit crazy. Good we, luck we, to you. I don't know <laughs> when we're going to grab a drink or a sandwich or anything. But, um, we got confirmation last night we're in EA and we got the Activision ones. So I always enjoy playing FIFA. 
just <laughs> so I'm looking forward to playing Rich at FIFA, hopefully beating him. But I suppose the, the main session that I'm really looking forward to is, is an hour of... Farming simulator. <laughs> no, that, that's high okay. up there. But, you know, okay. There's uh, an hour of Assassin's Creed Origins gameplay on the One X, so 4K. So I'm kind of looking forward to playing that, A, because I love Assassin's Creed and I want to see what's happening and it, what I saw at E3 looked really cool. And then also just to see what 4K gaming's all about on the One X and see if there's like a massive standout difference that you notice straight away, do you know? Because, I mean, it, watching it in 1080 from the stream, the game looked great. So I, I just want to know when... On 4K, are those colours more vivid? You know, is everything sharp? I'm just interested to see what's going on. Rich is near, but I'm guessing, what do you think Rich would be interested in playing? Oh, uh, probably Gwent. <laughs> Cancel Gwent. EA came in, so we Oh, he's going to be uh, gutted. <laughs> we've got Need for Speed Payback and Forza 7 and Project Cars 2, so I'm guessing he'll be all over those three. Yeah, the uh, racing games he's definitely a fan of, so... I think Project Cars is like um, in a private room, you know, with the wheels set up and all that. Ooh, lot and that's always fun. That was yeah, good last year with uh, <laughs> I didn't even have a WRC, just wasn't it? Yeah, just thought I'm going to get wrecked here. I'm not going to bother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even get on it. All right, thanks for that. Will, uh, James Dinsdale, this is a pretty cool question. He's currently in Florence, where I have wanted to visit since playing Assassin's Creed 2. Is there a game environment place you'd love to visit? Jack. Mm, I'd like to. Um, I love the Mirror's Edge Catalyst environment. Just kind of like massive city. Everything's kind of like shiny buildings. It just looks all futuristic. So that'd be cool. Or alternatively, just space. Space would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be pretty uh, cool. Might be a bit boring, but. You'd need your sunglasses for that Mirror's Edge city, though. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And your running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> And keep looking for red. Yeah, red little red trail to where you need to go. So, oh, I need to go and get some food. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you don't even have to think. Just follow. It. Yeah. Work. Oh, I'm in work. <laughs> I'm back on. I'm in the shower. Um, I can't think of any games that, like the location stands out for me. That would be cool. What I don't know what the name of the place was. Uh, Sunset Overdrive. Okay. But you you need the ability to be able to grind on stuff because it'd be boring walking around. Well, yeah, Madness yeah. So we're that. we're thinking not just environment, but environment <laughs> and character yeah. abilities as well. Yeah, so um, combine the, the Batman Arkham Asylum and Arkham City stuff. That'd be pretty interesting. City, yeah. I don't think I'd be keen on going to, to the asylum. But <laughs> no, the, the city would be alright. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> Um, maybe it's, uh, any stadium in FIFA that'd be good. Come and okay. Visit. Well, I've been all traffic, like, but I've been Scun Thorpe United Stadium. <laughs> oh. Come on, Scunny, up the Scunny. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, Matt. He asked, "What did you think of Avatar Awards on the 360, and do you want to see them on the Xbox One?" I think they were pretty cool. Um... It was nice to be able to customise your character and kind of show off that you'd done something in a game. I know there was one in, I think it was 
Portal 2 for like finishing the game in co-op mode or whatever. We're coupling Left for Dead for finishing the campaigns on Expert, I think. And uh, there weren't actually many titles that really kept them out, but it was kind of like a... It was like an achievement in a sense, but it was more of a trophy that you could showcase on your avatar. And especially when avatars are a bit more prevalent than they are now, and you could go to somebody's profile and that'd be kind of forefront, and they'd have like a little halo ship flying around or be holding one of the Left for Dead health packs. But I'd like to see them on the one. I think they've definitely got plans. Um, there was an article on a different site that went up a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of days ago, that... Um, showcased the new avatar looks and how they'd kind of changed. That was quite quite interesting. Yeah, the trailer at E3, they, they did actually, they looked pretty cool. Like, and they so like, there's an avatar for everything. There was like um, wheelchairs, people, a woman who was pregnant and all kinds of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, a lot more customization to make them kind of unique for you. Yeah. But it, it kind of brings you on to like a lot of people have suggested this as news over the past week and the reason we haven't done it is because nothing's actually been announced or revealed so we just you're telling people that something's going to happen without any info but Mikey Barr has said that they're going to look at doing some stuff around the achievement system a lot of people seem to be worried that achievements as a whole are going to be changing it's more to do with people, like he specifically mentioned, people who are like leet at Halo and play Halo all day because they're professional, but they might only have a thousand gamer scores. So it sounds like, you know, you were saying about like a trophy for Avatar Awards, you get like a trophy for doing stuff in game. My take is that it's some kind of trophy based on what you're doing in game. Do you know, maybe you kill to death ratio or something, you better post yeah. to your profile or. You know how many matches you've won, or something like that, is my kind of take on what they've said, but we don't know yet until it actually gets announced. No, it'd be interesting to see what it is, but because they've already got the trophy case in a sense where you can put kind of achievements and stuff like that, so maybe it's going to be an expansion of that. I noticed as well, do you know? Um, on site, there's a user on site, really nice guy called Mr. Black Magic. Um, he was on the news team for a little while, but he's he's done his own podcast and he had his own site and he's he's a really sort of active person in the community in um it's like gamers called community. He recently started working for Xbox, he got a job at Xbox. And he tweeted last night something about um you know, if you could see any changes to the achievement system, what would they be? And he got a ton of replies and the vast majority of them were some kind of like platinum like award. Mm -hmm. like trophies get the platinum yeah for almost like finishing the game or whatever or yeah, getting some, all the other uh, achievements yeah there was some weird, you know, obvious stuff like can I exchange a gamer score for money, for money? No, if I complete the game I want a discount on um, you know DLC or stuff like that but they're obviously thinking about ways to sort of add into it they, they can't take away the gamer score as it is now just because so many people are into it yeah people are too invested definitely and that's like a console seller. That, that that that's why I got an Xbox One. I didn't even look at a PS4 just because I was too invested in. Mm. I honestly don't know how people can play multiple platforms. <laughs> no. And some people are even going off and playing like Assassin's Creed on one, and then the same Assassin's Creed on the other. <laughs> but it's like if tomorrow they announce that there's going to be an Xbox One X and PS5 coming out the same day, and even if the PS5 was a hundred pounds cheaper. 
and better, more powerful with better games, I probably still wouldn't get a PS4 just because I'm so invested in wow, okay. achievements and the community and everything to do with Xbox. So they can't just sack it off. So it'd be interesting to see what they do. But I think ways to reward people who don't have time to go after achievements or play 200 games a year, I think it's pretty cool. Because I, I play a lot of FIFA, but there's nothing to show for it other than the, the gamer score you have, is there? You have your kind of, like, if uh, developers want to include them, they have the ability to include statistics and stuff, so you can have, like, your games played or whatever, games won, but that's all a bit basic, isn't it? Yeah. Like, something a, a bit more substantial. Than weird that. things, don't they? They, they incl- include weird stats rather than yeah. the stuff that you probably want to see. Yeah. How many times you've gone to the options menu? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But a lot of time it'll say matches won or something like that. But you you might have won a hundred, but you might have lost nine hundred. You don't really know until it gives you a percentage. But be interesting. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, I think Mike Yabara did say he's maybe going to Gamescom. So you never know. Might get something in the next couple of days. Uh, right. Moving on to achievement lists, Jack. How many yeah. have this week? Uh, I don't know, I haven't counted. Oh, we've, had, we've had some, eh? Uh, <laughs> uh, first two, the bigger ones, I suppose. Um, we had Just Dance 2018, the Xbox 360 achievement list, 45 achievements, and NBA 2K18, the Xbox 360 achievement list, for, with 46 achievements. So there's a kind of two of a dying breed, I suppose. Yeah. You did say sports games and dancing games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, those will get be getting Xbox One releases as well. And um, uh, the Just Dance Xbox One list should be the same, I'd imagine. But the 2K18 list will be different based on how the previous years have gone. Did they, you use your phone now in that, in that Just Dance, don't you? You don't even need a Kinect. Yeah, you can use your phone. Yeah, Kinect's optional. Uh, I don't know how well that works. It's obviously just using the gyro and the kind of positioning of the phone, but interesting. It's good that they can bring it to a wider audience. Um, Okay, then we had Sonic Mania with 18 achievements. Observer with 19 achievements. Another ACA Neo Geo game. Magician Lord with 12 achievements. Black Sea Odyssey with 19 achievements. Thumper with 19 achievements. Pillars of Earth with 21 achievements. Circuit Breakers with 15 achievements, Super Combo Man Smash Edition with 20 achievements, Swap Quest with 30 achievements, Eventide 2 Sorcerer's Mirror, which is another Artifacts Monday title, I think, Yeah. with 29 achievements, um, Path of Exile with 82 achievements, which is pretty a lot. Yeah. Ink with 16 achievements, Caveman Warriors with 54 achievements, and a re-release of Badger Edge of Control from the 360, but this is the HD version on the Xbox One with 50 achievements. That's the same list as before. Yeah. And two DLC packs this week. We've had the Yap Yap the Destroyer leader in Halo Wars 2 with three achievements for 30 game score, and the Hoonigan Car Pack in Forza Horizon 3 with 10 achievements for 500 game nice. score. It looks quite quick as well, looking at the list. So yeah, it's look. all for doing certain things in certain cars, isn't it? Yeah. 
So, That's yeah. all it is, isn't it? It's a car pack, isn't it? So it's mm-hmm. seven. Cars. Yeah, it's quite can, interesting. You can buy it individually, this. can't you? Or you can pre-order Forza Motorsport Seven, and you'll get it for Horizon Three, won't you? Yeah, it's interesting though that whether Motorsport Seven comes out with achievements for that pack as well, or if it's just the pack in the game. Yeah, Let's see what happens. I'm going to go do this week's release. Before we do that, I'll give the second part of the code for Tokyo 42. It is JCMKTG2FKZ. So get amongst that. Three games. And I'll mention as well, we're giving away a code for Agents of Mayhem on Twitter. Ends on Sunday at 8pm UK time. So if you're interested in Agents of Mayhem, all you got to do is give us a retweet. Well worth it. Alright, today's releases. So we've got that Yap Yap, <laughs> the Destroyer DLC in Halo Wars 2. Uh, we've got Agents of Mayhem in Europe. Thumper, which is looks like an action game in... Well, well, Thumper's a little bit like uh, Aero. It's kind of a music-based... Oh. Um, Why are they doing this to me? Yeah, we, we played uh, the PlayStation VR version of it, um, but you've basically got to time your button pushes to the music to destroy the enemies around you. Um, Alright, okay. I'll just look to the list. Worth, worth a look, of, definitely. Lots of S-rank achievements, which I hate, because it means I'm not going to do it. Uh, uh, next week, Tuesday, we've got episode 3 of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, The Escapist 2, obviously the first one got a lot of love. Uh, Swap Quest... No idea what that one is. Super Combo Man Smash Edition. Uh, Wednesday we've got Chromagun, Black Sea Odyssey, Masquerader Songs of the Shadows. So it looks like a big week for ID next week. And then Bleed and Path of Exile. And then uh, Friday we'll... Friday's Chocker. Next week, so let's do mm. Friday. So Friday is... Absolutely ran. You got Madden NFL 18, uh, Absolute Drift Zen Edition. I'm guessing that's Rich. He's going to be trying that. <laughs> Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> Should do that. Just the name. Um, Eventide 2, uh, Sorcerer's Mirror. Mages of Mistralia. Okay. Uh, Naruto Shippuden Ninja Storm 2. Naruto Shippuden <laughs> Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. Uh, why? What? Naruto Shippuden Ultimate. What? Is that like some... I think it is a Xbox One re-release. All right, so you got one, two, and three, three. coming next Friday. <laughs> and then F1 2017. So that's pretty cool. Um, we'll be doing a couple of podcasts through the week next week. I think the plan is... We've seen stuff Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, so I think maybe Wednesday and Thursday we'll do a podcast. Um depending on our internet and how quickly we can upload it and write a story and stuff, but we'll try our best. Uh, thanks for listening this week, and we'll see you. Jack will be back, and I and Rich will be back in two weeks today. Bye. Bye. Bye.